It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, what's going on? Bleeding Green Nation. Hey, it's just a little after 8 o'clock on a very crisp and cold Saturday night. We hope the. Uh, the cognac, maybe the Hennessy, the <laughs> bourbon has cracked open. Your fireplace is wide open. It is BGN Radio. John Barcher, James Seltzer here with you until 10 o'clock. We're pretty much going to go commercial free for the next hour and a half. Yeah, so that's what's fun about it. It's very exciting. Mike DeFury, of course, behind the glass <laughs> as always. And uh, we're going to be rocking and rolling. And, uh, you know, I, I just, it's a lot of different things about this week. It's just, you know, we, we know the season is over. The Ravens are kind of coming through town here. or The uh, Eagles, rather, are going to uh, Baltimore, and you know none of that still matters. <laughs> We're still looking at off-season things, and I don't know. It's just uh, maybe maybe the Christmas spirit will kind of uh, lighten our lighten us up, or the holidays, or anything that's coming around here, whatever you're celebrating. I don't know how you feeling this week, James. There's a lot of just weird stuff we're complaining about. I feel like this week. Yeah, John. When I go outside, and even my teeth are cold, it's uh, you know hard to find joy pretty much anywhere. But um, yeah, man, it's been it's been a weird week too, especially because obviously the team, uh, what is it, one in five million their chances to make the playoffs. So uh, I think we can all <laughs> agree that that is over and done with. So it's kind of you know obviously the last three games of the season, you want to see development, you want to see Wentz develop, you want to see him stay healthy more than anything else. But um, you know obviously the Brandon Brooks situation comes up this week. It was just kind of a you're right, kind of an off week where at no point. Have the the Baltimore Ravens even really been discussed? And we'll we'll talk about it a little bit, obviously, as we're going through here. And I definitely want to talk about Brandon Brooks and and a bunch of different things. I know there's a lot of people suggesting like Wentz should, should sit the next three games to kind of you know get, to take it easy because the offensive line woes and everything. But Mr. Teferi, let us uh, let us start off with the uh, the coin flip here. What do we got tonight? All right, the BGN coin toss. Here we go. Tails, how he's done a great job, ah. or heads. How he has done a terrible job. All right, so however this lays up, I'll, I'll take. You take I'll, it I'll first. take whatever kind of goes through. So. Okay, so you're you're first. So whatever the the toss is, it's it's on Bartrand and whatever. It is. Oh God, please give me something good here. All right, All here right. we go. Okay, let's roll with it. <laughs> it's like no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. What do we got? Heads. Oh man, 
Yeah, uh, fell off the table. <laughs> fell off the table again. <laughs> so you got a little. You got to give Howie a little love here. I got to give. Uh, no, Howie has done a terrible. Oh, job. Oh, I got to go. I got to go. I, I thought I was going terrible job. Well, we can. Oh, well, we'll stick with I that. I thought that's what the toss said. We'll, so we'll stick, uh, screwed me we'll, up. We'll, there. we'll stick with that. I tell you what, you you stick because I know you're. I'd much you're, rather you're, take you're that he's done a bad job. So if, of I course, can, if I can call it. Just here. as always, uh, James weaseling his way out of. Uh, you know, actually, you know what. Then you you start, start that off, and then I'll try and counter that. I would love that to, and and obviously through. we're going a little. I don't know if if terrible or great are the only two options here, but <laughs> has for, he done a good job or bad job? I That's don't think he's done season. a good job. And look, I, I think you can give him two things on his resume that, are, as of right now, are, are unassailable. The Bradford trade clearly was a great move, but also you know as much a move out of desperation as Rick Spielman. So you give Howie credit for making it happen, but it was also a perfect fit in the situation. Uh, and obviously the Wentz, you know, you can't do anything but give credit for the Wentz move. But I would also argue that it was a, a organizational move more than how he got them up there, which he gets the credit for. But I don't necessarily think Wentz said or, or Roseman said Wentz is the guy and we're going to get him. Uh, but outside of that, why don't we look at all the other stuff that Howie's done? How about all those contracts? Everyone's like, oh, my God, look at all these long-term contracts. Zach Ertz, that's looking awesome. He's, he's, a, he's <laughs> tough. I'm happy to have him here. Vinny Curry is literally, le- like, I see Vinny less now than when it, everyone was, like, complaining about him not playing at all because he does nothing, and he has signed for a lot of money. Stephen Means, active over, and played more, I think almost I mean, played more stuff. How steps. ridiculous is that? Lane Johnson, which obviously Lane's a solid player, but a dumbass. And also now his whole future is in question. So you've kind of rested the the future of your O line on that guy. Uh, who did you bring in in the offseason at receiver? Oh yeah, Reuben Randall and Chris Givens for the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. That was his decision to bring those guys in. Other guys who are similar types of names at the time. You know, you got your obviously everyone talks about Anquan Anquan Bolden, but. How about a Rashard Matthews or a Chris Hogan or a Jeremy Curley? All guys who are contributing on other teams. Draft record, terrible for the most part, other than, you know, Wentz and, and maybe this year is better, at least that we know of. Problems working. <laughs> oh, well, no, well, continue. No, I'll, that's I'll, fair. I'll that's why I said at least that we know of. We don't really know with Chip and with Andy and everything. We don't know specifically what Howie's responsible for. So I'm not going to go too deep into that, but... You know, obviously, we do know that he hasn't had the best relationships around the building working with other people. He had Gamble, Tom Gamble, escorted out of the building without the coach's notice. Basically, when you look at all the dysfunction that has been for the last five years, from the end of the Andy reign to Chip, to Gamble being escorted out, to Chip taking over, and Howie in a closet, and Howie back, there are two constants. It's Jeffrey Lurie, who's not going anywhere, and Howie Rose. Oh, my gosh. All right, first of all. I'm just trying to refresh everybody's memory here because a lot of people, a lot of people, and sticking with the wide receivers, Ruben Randall was actually a better target, free agent-wise, than Anquan Bolden was. Everybody remembers that. Everybody like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of upside. Look at all the yards. Look at all this stuff. We were saying, yeah, that could be a, a, there's a no, no risk, big reward there in case he t- ends up being like wide receiver number two or wide receiver number three. Oh, that would be great. Da-da-da. Chris Givens, okay, they had... You know, some chemistry with Sam Bradford there, and then plans changed and everything changed. Everything kept changing. You know, it's not a constant thing. It is not a linear thing that is happening here. We always go back into this. And let's be honest for a second. We're taking our cues from Marcus Hayes. 
<laughs> he wrote one article. That guy sucks. Sorry. Like, I don't know if anybody's got the balls to say it. Taking your cues from Marcus Hayes, I'd rather jump off of a bridge and think that's a better idea. That guy is a terrible writer. He always has been. He, I mean, like, he is the definitive moment, the definitive guy of flip-flopping and just complaining about literally anything that's there. The same with Smallwood. The same with all. I mean, God almighty, if I read any more articles by these guys and then we eat it up. That's why we're sitting here talking about it. That's why we're like, oh, yeah. Is how he rose me bad? Oh, yeah, he's bad. Oh, yeah, so throw him out just like we do everything else and we give no patience for. I hated everything that Howie Roseman did coming into here. And I had to eat so much crow because of the first-round pick that you get for Sam Bradford because a fourth is going to go with it. That's unheard of. I don't care if there was blood in the water in any situation. A football team paid Sam or paid the Eagles a first-round pick for Sam Bradford. And at that moment, everybody said they're good. Yes, I'm sure it's bad that Vinnie Curry hasn't been performing with his contract level there. I'm I'm on board with everybody. But we're all screaming to sign these core players in the beginning. We're complaining about DeMarco Murray now that he's a leading rusher when every single one of you, every single one of you wanted him out of town. And you don't put a guy like that with Carson Wentz. You just don't. You just don't. You have to develop and get chemistry and find a new team. It is always coming back to the players. You wanted to undo all the stuff that Chip Kelly did. It's going to take time. It's going to take more than one offseason that's in here. It's not all Chip's fault either. There has been some miscues. Am I nervous about it? Sure. If he's not, he'll probably be gone, I think. (laughs) At least that's what we got to go on. Howie Roseman screws the next couple of years up here, or this next drafter is not finding that number one. I mean, you can start... A list of everything on offense, and they need it. They need it, James. Sorry, man. So just to be clear, part a big part of your argument is that the fans like the move when they happen, so they're not bad moves. I'm saying you is can't. That, is you, that what if, I'm hearing? If you also were like, oh, that was a good move or that was a bad but move. It wasn't. Like, I can't it believe wasn't a Tennessee took that <laughs> piece of garbage for just swapping a fourth round pick. Oh, I what forgot a bunch about of that. Idiots. I forgot about Dennis Kelly. We didn't even bring that. I'd rather have Dennis Kelly than DGB right oh, now. Come on. Who saw that coming? Um, at the time, I mean, there's uh, the only thing, the only issue I had was like, wow, DGB looks like a piece of garbage. Yeah. Like, I don't want to root for that guy. It was semi worth the shot. I don't hate that. But regardless, and I didn't bring up DeMarco Murray because I agree that guy had to go. Uh, not Whether or not you thought, and, and I did think he would be better simply because, you know, he's coming off a trillion carries and touches the year before. But I thought he was more cooked than this. He's definitely proved me wrong this season. But. As as soon as that guy got on the plane with Jeffrey Lurie, even if Chip Kelly wasn't here anymore, DeMarco Murray needed to go. Yes. yes so, so we can agree on that. Yeah. And like, I get it. I get it. When you look back at it, I mean, it just ret- retroactively, it looks terrible. It looks awful. But like, you can't. But like, that's the problem. There's so much dysfunction. There's the, just the fact that a player thought it was okay on a flight home well, from yeah, a game yeah, that yeah. they won. To go up and talk to the owner and tell him how much he hated the coach and this and that and whatever. And yes, part of that's on Chip. But part of that is on the in- organizational structure that they have built with Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie over the last five years that has been dysfunctional start to finish. Yeah, and we we still don't know kind of who, again, I, I get it because we've complained about it a lot. You know, we don't know where the structure lies up front here. We don't know who is exactly. We still don't know exactly who's in charge, even though 
how are we supposed to be in charge? You know, there's still this element of like, yeah, Joe Douglas. Who knows what that guy? He's does? in charge of personnel. Joe maybe. Douglas is in, in charge of that. Like he maybe. is, maybe. <laughs> but he's going to be. Uh, you know, I. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I am. I am just as skeptical as everyone else here. But I can't run into a and and a, a crowded theater and yell fire before everything's like. There's a potential franchise quarterback here. Sorry, like he gets a little more time to figure that out and, and see what's happening here. I have every right to change my opinion, by the way, because this is really tough. I I, I want to agree with James it, on a lot of different yeah, things, but at the same time, you're doing a val- valiant job here. <laughs> you can't you can't just. I, I I feel like we do this a lot, and I and I'm guilty. I've been in a lot of different sports, like you know. As we all know, I'm Julio Okafor. Every time his name comes up, and I just want to throw it in a garbage can. But I, you know, there's there are things that even I'm that over the top about, and I'm I feel the same way about Roseman because Bruce Arians, for yeah, example. Yes, exactly. Anytime that he fills up his diaper, I'm all over. <laughs> but it's just, it, it's just those different parts there where you know I, I I get I get I get everybody's frustration on this thing. But if if you had and, and again, it all changes with expectations. It just Everything gets wrapped around in a bubble like it goes from, oh, there's some good things here to everything's terrible. Get rid of it. And, right. and, it, and it just happens week to week no matter what happens. And this was actually the first week, James, that after a Washington loss, like for the most part, it seemed like yeah. everybody's like, all right, that was OK. You know, <laughs> they didn't quit. But yeah, which is bad enough as it is. Yeah. But regardless, and again, obviously, I'm not advocating that Howie Roseman should be fired or anything like that. But if you ask me, do I think Howie Roseman is going to have long-term success as the general manager, president, whatever whatever the hell he is here, do I think he's going to have long-term success? My answer is no. How much do you think that's built into this season, though? You know, how much is that built into Doug Peterson not exactly being the guy and then kind of changing directions or like, he's not the guy. He might be the guy. Oh, he's definitely not the guy. Okay, maybe he's the guy. Like, it's, it's kind it, of all it, over the place. Yeah, but I think it's more so that it's kind of just – uh, you know, enhanced feelings that I already had about Howie Roseman as a general manager of a team. Again, though, look, uh, look, I'm with you. I think Doug should get another year. I think Howie should get another year. Just because if I had to guess, if I had to bet on it, which again, and again, I don't know. Look, I'm not 100% one way or the other. If I had to bet, I would bet that neither of those two guys is here when this team finally gets to the top. You know what I mean? Like, they, they I don't think those are the guys to bring us there. Could I be wrong? Absolutely. Should they get another chance, at least a year to figure it out, or at least part of a year, depending on how it goes? Absolutely. But that doesn't isn't going to change the fact that I'm not going to be super bullish about their potential to do it. Well, and here's the other thing that I, 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 I semi, not really conspiracy, but you look Ooh. at the timeline of how everything lined up, right? You know, we, we work ourselves up into this thing and be like, oh my God, yeah, how he still wants to control, he's power hungry, he's an ego, he's a snake, he's whatever. I've called him a bunch of different things, you know, whatever, it happens. But don't you think that how it lines up, like Joe Douglas just wasn't and the Bears and whoever was there, there was just like, okay, this isn't this isn't going to work right now. Jeff, we're all going to get together. <laughs> you know, let's do something collective here so we can smooth things out. So at least there's some things going on. Maybe we can attract the head coach. Maybe we can do all yeah, these different things. Absolutely. Then when the time is ready, Joe, it's your show. I don't know. I, I, I don't... still think that there is a possibility that by the time you get into the offseason, by the time February third or fourth heads around here, there's going to be they're going to have a press conference and they're going to say we're moving some things around. Howie's going to be vice president of you know what whatever they'll give him another title. He'll still so. be involved. No, Joe Douglas is your general manager. Have a good day. No, I think at best they'll say Joe Douglas is in charge of personnel, but Howie is Joe's boss. 
You know what I mean? They're not going to ju- – Howie's not going to the broom closet again. He's either gone or in that role. Excellent. Well, uh, we'll debate this uh, a little bit more. 888-729-9494. Let's go to our friend Tom Kelly for an update. John Barchard here from BGN Radio, and a lot of people ask me, how do you take your podcast to the next level? How can you do live remotes from different venues? What's the best equipment to use? How do you get started? Well, my friends over at New Media Studios and Trevos have all the answers. It is a complete one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. A top-of-the-line professional studio with unbeatable prices. You can record your own show with an on-site producer. They'll stream it live, and they'll even host your podcast so they can distribute it to iTunes or any other podcast provider. New Media Studios is also the best in the business if you need to take your podcast on the road. They have everything you need to broadcast live from any venue that you're heading to. And as someone that has been in podcasting for over 10 years, New Media Studios takes all my stress away. I don't have to worry about anything but talking into the microphone. So go check them out at NewMediaRecordingStudios.com. That's NewMediaRecordingStudios.com. Sports Radio 94, WIP, 2020 Sports. I'm Tom Kelly. The streak ends at 10. The Flyers lost to the Stars Saturday 3-1 in Dallas, ending their longest winning streak in over 30 years. Taylor Lear struck first for the Flyers, scoring his first NHL goal, but Dallas would score the next two. The Flyers threatened late in the third. Ivan Provorov hit the post twice, just inches away from tying it up. But in the end, they were unable to beat Antiniemi. Dallas added an empty netter to seal it. Here's Steve Mason after the game on how the streak can benefit the team down the road. You know, it's something that if they're going, it's tough a little bit later on. Uh, you know, not just uh, individually, but uh, as a team. Uh, this is something we can definitely draw up on, uh, knowing that this team has the capabilities to go on a stretch like this. And you know, we'll look to start a new one on Monday. As Mason said, the Flyers will look to start another streak Monday night when they host Peter Laviolette's Predators. The Eagles are in Baltimore for a matchup with the Ravens. It'll be difficult for the Birds to end their four-game losing streak with a decimated offensive line going up against Terrell Suggs, Elvis Dumerville, and the Ravens' fearsome front. Halapuli Vati Vaitai is out. Alan Barber is questionable but not expected to play. If he sits, rookie Isaac Sayamalu will likely start at, right, start at right tackle. This is also the final game of Lane Johnson's 10 games. PED suspension kickoff Sunday set for one o'clock. We'll have the game for you right here on WIP. Our coverage begins at 10 a.m. CBS three eyewitness weather foggy this evening with occasional showers late and a low of 34. It's currently 36 in Philadelphia. Get the story 20 minutes before and after every hour for breaking news and scores. Go to CBS Follow Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. 2020 Sports on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I know we're going to talk heavy Eagles for the, the last, you know, next hour and a half. Just, just what are we say, Well, I don't know. We're, a lot of, we're getting a we're lot of different not, stuff. Just by the way you're queuing this up, I'm guessing we're not about to. Yeah, this is non-football related. Uh, apparently, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are... On Instagram, live video, which, by the way, I didn't know you could do. Me either. Uh, but uh, they're playing FIFA, right? And Joel Embiid has just tweeted, uh, Ben Simmons just got exposed in front of the world. He is trash in FIFA. Just cooked his ass. I'm the greatest of all time. <laughs> and this is why, I mean, we are t- we don't deserve 
Joel Embiid. We no. don't. He is he is a precious think, gem. And I don't I love think anybody him. deserves him. Like there there is nothing. <laughs> no one has done enough good on this planet to deserve Joel Embiid. No, uh, but uh, Mr. Tafiri, we need a we need a winner in the coin flip so we can continue on. Who gets the uh, who gets the ball first here? I guess I should say. Although none of you guys deserve Joel Embiid, one of you guys <laughs> does deserve the title of a winner. Unfortunately, second week in a row, I'm going to go with Mr. Barkley. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so. Take that, Mr. Master's degree. This is the guy who, who, (laughs) Mr. Mr. Okay, just to give you an idea of how John should be the loser, Mr. Flyers over here, the biggest Flyers fan I know, Tom Kelly is doing his terrific update, by the way. As always. He's like, oh, man, the streak ended. Yeah, I completely forgot that they were on this afternoon. I was like, I thought they were playing tonight. I was like, oh, no. What's wrong with me? And I forgot. I was like, I was a game ahead. So that's bad on me. What is not bad is that Lenny from Pittman is hanging out with us on BGN Radio. Lenny, what's going on, brother? Oh, I looked at my watch and it was quarter to nine. I said, ooh, Northeast, baby. It sure feels fine. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he just had it wrong when he said 11 and 5. Maybe he meant 5 and 11. But anyhow, this one's for you, John. I'm going to do a little Karnak here. I like it. Since I'm on a roll, okay? Edgar Allan Poe. And it says, the Raven. Wow. 31 to 10. How about that? Yeah, wow. 31 Lenny. to 10. How about I, I, that? I mean, I, I can't, we can't question Lenny. He's been like Nostradamus with these picks this season. Especially when he hey, gives thank us. thank you there, college buddy. <laughs> yeah, Lenny and I went to college together. Is that know? true? I yeah. didn't know. Yeah. Hey, uh, Lenny, by the way, when, <laughs> when, are we, uh, when are we getting to get, when do I have to cook you dinner, by the way? You well, know, I would, I was, that was my next question because my wife hasn't cooked since you said you were coming over, so I'm starving over <laughs> oh, here. No, apologize. But and yeah. those steaks that were marinating, well, yeah. believe me, they're marinated. <laughs> yeah, like I, a team I know in Philadelphia, and there's going to be another streak continue tomorrow. Guess who it is? Oh. The birds. Uh, uh, with the with the losing. Uh, how how you know about something? it? You got it. Look, I, I said this from day one. It's about if the coach, if he don't know what he's doing, he's going to get an education, and he's getting educated, and I'm going to make a prediction right now. Lori finally comes to his senses and puts down the uh, Yuki, t- whatever them thing, Tuki bar that thing, and he comes to his senses and says, wow, I made a mistake yet again, and he goes and hires a real football coach and gets real talent in this town until then it's not going to happen yeah i, I mean let be something I, I i feel the pessimism there you know i i because it's it's hard not to th- it's just hard not to think that way because you're starting to look at all the different things where in the beginning of the season especially with peterson oh yeah we looked at mcadoo and we looked at gase and we're like <laughs> wow the eagles the eagles looked out you know or whatever and now that the season has gone on, McAdoo's offense has kind of figured it out. I reluctantly have to say, uh-uh. despite the walkie-talkies and possible cheating, Giants are a pretty good football team. Defense not too bad Yeah, defense all. not too Janoris Jenkins might be one of the best free agents. It might, have been, might, have been worth it. might have been worth it. Might yeah, have been worth it. No. I'm just saying. Uh, well, you look at Gase, and I know like Miami's, both, Miami's both, still all over the place, but right? But they're both coach of the year candidates. And they both have... Miami has two of Chip's offshoots that mm, playing pretty, pretty well. well. So, oh, by the way, hey, uh, not talked about enough. Not talked about enough. Eric Rowe oh, yeah. is starting corner back in New England. Who traded him? 
I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. For I, I'm reason. still angry I lost this thing. It's a ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Fury, it's ridiculous. I am coming That would have nailed the coffin. I, I see how uh, now that the debate's I over, been I could the, say. The road You'd be thing like, oh, there. yeah, by the way, that would have ah, been the gut punch. There's no way yeah. you could have gone with that. I blew it. Let's go to our friend uh, Jason. Jason, you're on BGN Radio right here on WIP. What's going on, bud? What's up, man? What's up, Jay? What's on your mind? I want to talk about the inconsistency of the wide receivers. Please do. Man, okay, so, all right. I thought Nelson Aguilar, when we drafted him, I thought he was really going to be something special, you know, because he's fast, you know, he's fast, you know, he's a big boy, he's strong, you know. And he's like, he's coming into the league, I think he was scared, you know, and I think, like, like he started out scared, you know, like, I think the fans got to his head, and now he's, like, just scared to play, you know. like. And then Jordan Matthews, man, he just has butterfingers. He has butterfingers, you can't catch a ball. Like, I was like, why? Like, and then, like, some games he'll just, like, he'll do good and, like, they'll both do good. And the, but then, like, the next three games they'll suck. Like, and I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't think Nelson Aguilar has ever done good. Has well, he? I, I, can't, I can't, you know, the next, the next, I mean, like, not that we have to need this debate again, but I got to say, I went back and watched Washington game again and. He looked pretty good. Well, he only, I mean. Limited time. Yeah. I mean, they only went look, to him like, what, three times. But Nice uh, catch, that little nine-yard catch on the sideline. Jump, you know, actually used his hands, made a catch. Obviously got behind a cornerback a, a for the first time in the history of his career. Got behind a receiver, actually got a, which is just in general, how, like, how few do we see of those deep uh, pass interference? Like, just throw the ball deep and maybe you get that a couple times. But, um, yeah, man, it's uh it's ugly, yes. and it has not gotten. I mean, Aguilar. That's the problem. Is we are the the first round pick who was a the next Jeremy Macklin. We are complimenting him for like catching a nine yard I know, pass and I know. like getting again, behind a defensive back one time. Those expectations change around a of little course. bit. I mean, and like wow, Frank Reich really went to the <laughs> really went to the barn for him because he's just like Who's that Frank? was Frank Reich. Who's he's, that? He's that guy. He's that guy that you know you might get a head coaching job suddenly too. What, which what is has the Frank thing. Reich done this year? I mean, I know like seriously, what Doug Peterson calls the plays. Jim, I mean, we talk about Jim Schwartz ad nauseum. Probably more than any other defensive coordinator gets talked about in the league in their city. I've not heard Frank Reich's name mentioned since he was in Buffalo. I mean, what as a quarterback? I mean, well, what yeah, is I mean, this? It's weird how we kind of associate because we 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 don't really know what exactly else he's in charge of. We don't know if he's got more hands on Carson Wentz than John Filippo, but we sure talk about John Filippo. I don't know. He was mentioned as a possible Temple candidate as a yeah. head coach over there for a half a second. We don't know exactly what he does. You know, so there's the, the, there is that in question too, and that was the question in San Diego when you had Melvin Gordon. And you're 31st in rushing. And, you know, it's just kind of the same thing here, which I want to get into for a second, by the way, because I know that you, even when you look at this upcoming game, Ravens are number one in rushing defense. They're studs or somewhere around there. And they're top five, I think, somewhere around there. They're not. I think they're number one. Are in they rushing number one? Yeah. yeah so uh, there's going to be that thing again this week where it's just like, man, why aren't these guys? Why isn't he running the football? <laughs> I just want to remind everybody they can't. They can't. They can't do it. They can't run the football. They were able to run the football when Lane Johnson was here, when you had a healthy right tackle, when you had all these different things. They can't do that now. You know, I, I as much as I'd like to see Smallwood out there uh, after the, the, the past couple of weeks, and obviously we won't see him for the rest of the season, and hot take, I think Byron Marshall might actually be a better piece moving forward, and I'm Ooh. excited to see him moving there. It's going to have a really tough test. Doing so this week, but they they can't run the football. 
it, it's uh, so he's going to throw 35 to 40 times. And this is the other debate that everybody's getting into. Well, you know, they're starting to think about that. They're, <laughs> they're thinking about Wentz's injury. He's already had broken ribs in the preseason. These games really don't mean many, any, anything to anybody moving forward. So why aren't you sitting Carson Wentz? Because it's ridiculous. Thank it is, you. It's not it's ridiculous. the way this sport is played. First and foremost, taking outside, you know, out of everything, the idea that you want the kid to get as many reps as you can. This is a chance to play a really good defense, and he learns and he grows. Uh, obviously, you want all the opportunities you can, but outside of that, that's just not football. I mean, he is the leader of this team. He's their quarterback. What? How do you explain that to the rest of the team, to the rest of the guys, and say, hey, yeah, we're just going to let Carter <laughs> And in general, like our, best, our he, best chance to win right now is Jace Daniel. And and he and Wentz wouldn't go for it, obviously, as, no. as no player would. But it's just not the way the sport is played. Look, if, if they're losing 30 to nothing in the fourth quarter, you take him out. That's a different story. But you got to let the kids start the game and, and give it a go. 888-729-9494. Literally a hodgepodge of, of a, a bunch of ego stuff that we're getting into here. Yeah, and you also, just adding to that thing, you also can't uh, like play this kid's career assuming that you know we have to protect him at all costs at all times. You do your best in-game to protect him, obviously, but you can't not play him because you're scared he's going to get hurt. That's that's the antithesis to what the game is about. Yeah, and a bunch of things I'm hearing is just, like, you know, the, the mechanics thing kind of comes up again. It's just like, well, you don't want to have a Cincinnati. I, gotta, I hate to tell you, even if you're a veteran quarterback, those games are going to happen. You're you're going to look awful at some point. When the, when the Bengals or whoever comes into town and make you one-dimensional and there's literally nothing else you can do, you're gonna throw. You're gonna throw a lot. You're gonna get rushed. Your mechanics are gonna be off. You're gonna try and force things. You're gonna do all that. It's the swings to to kind of bring that back in, especially him as a rookie. It obviously got you know way shook off, even with the same kind of repetition that you saw the first time they saw Washington. You know where Brian Kerrigan's basically in his chest the entire football game. Nothing wavered this time. Like, it was strong in the pocket. It was possibly his best game. I think it was. And you'll probably see that dip back down of this week again. Will. Look, Drew Brees just had back-to-back games with no touchdowns and three interceptions. He's the first quarterback since, like, Rex Grossman to do it. The list of guys who have done that is awful. It's like Chris Sims and Rex Grossman and names like that. And that's Drew Brees. So <laughs> Is he good? Know. I don't know. Is it? Yeah. He's, he's okay. I think Wentz is way better, obviously, but it's weird too. And and if you can, if you can find some old game tape of when Drew Brees was a Charger, same things happened to him early in his career. It's actually why a lot of people got scared away from him because along with the injury, the injury yeah, his, his mechanics were off. Like his foot, feet were you never planted right. Of these guys. You see it all the time, and it's just a matter of are the guys that are surrounding him. You know, obviously, and see that's that's kind of the the weird thing about are they good coaches or not. Has Carson Winston proved basically every football game that he's been a part of? And if he's gotten real bad at one point, you know, he's he's corrected it the next week. So when I look at, and I, again, I, put it on whoever you want. You want to put that on Doug or Frank or John or all three of them collectively. That's when I look at it and go, okay, that's a guy that they wanted. That's a guy that they coached. And that's a guy that they've gotten to a point now where everybody's thinking, okay, not a bust. And there is a potential franchise quarterback there. Moving forward. So when we have these coaching discussions and we're like, oh, God, he can't, you know, whatever. I, I don't know, what exactly makes a good coach? Because if it's just wins and losses, boy, oh, boy, are we looking no, at the wrong a, things? It's a great question. And that's a great point, because I think if you're going to, you know, do checks, uh, pros and cons for, for Peterson's first season, 
that's one of the biggest checks in the pro for me is is how he's developed Wentz and how he's brought him along and helped them through this rookie season because whether or not we know how much DiFilippo is involved, Reich's involved, Peterson, whatever it is, Peterson deserves credit for that. It's the other stuff that we don't know about, the in-game stuff, the obviously dealing with the media and how that you know translates to being a leader of men and all that kind of stuff. Those are question marks that are still up in the air, and in certain cases, as of now, you'd put certain ones in the you know against column. But I think that's certainly a reason, if nothing else, for stability for the kid. I think, I mean, look, Doug Peterson's not even. How about this? Do you think that if the Eagles get blown out in these last three, Peterson gets fired? Because I don't. I don't. No. I don't no. see a way unless unless the team literally like walks off the field, quitting wise. If you know what I mean. I don't see any way Doug Peterson's going. Yeah, I mean, they they would have to literally That's what walk I mean. off the field. Like they're yeah. like, we're not playing for you. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, we we know you what you did in Kansas City. We're walking away. We're getting out of here. You know, like that's, that's something crazy like that. Absolutely. And that's where I kind of go back to. And again, got to take his word for it at this point because there's literally nothing he could prove in a run game sense that he's saying I would like to run the ball more. I mean, he's already waving the white flag now that the season's over. Is like basically saying. I can't. All my running backs are injured. My well, offensive line. Especially this in. matchup is specifically. You know, we've kind of battled on the on the podcast at BGN underscore Radio that I, you know, think you should have found a way to run the ball more over the past four or five weeks. But this week, it's just you don't run the ball against yeah. Baltimore. And and look with Jimmy Smith out. I mean, you look at the numbers. The Eagles should be able to throw the ball against Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, they should. It's like a. It's an insane difference when Jimmy Smith is on the field as opposed to when he's not in terms of, you know, opponent's passing yardage. You I, yeah, and I know Lenny was Karnak, and I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't think the Eagles are going to win this football game. I don't think they lose 31 to 10. But I think it's, I think it's relatively close. 10 points. No That's more than 10 could, points at least. It could yeah. be three and a late touch. I think it's going to be that type of game. I think it's a game where you're watching it and you know the Ravens are the better team and they're going to win, but the Eagles aren't necessarily out of it until the end. All right, let's go to oh, our good friend TV Mike in South Philly. What's going on, brother? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. Yeah, well, first, uh, about since you brought up Doug Peterson, the only way I think Doug Peterson will be fired is if Jeffrey Lurie had a specific candidate that was on the market in mind. Like, I don't think it would happen, but if John Harbaugh shook free – and Jeffrey Lurie said, I got to have John Harbaugh. Then they might fire Doug Peterson for him. But I do not think they would Doug, fire Doug Peterson just to go through another, uh, you know, coordinator carousel again. No, I think that's a no, good point. Yeah. And it's, and especially this year too, it's so hard to be, you know, would you really rather have Josh McDaniels or you know, right. somebody else that's going to come in through here and basically try and re uproot the, the offense again, yeah. learn a different system for a lot of these guys, including Jordan Matthews, maybe even Nelson right. Nagler. That's your third year in a row now in a different offense. It's never a good idea. Right. For Howie, I think it all depends on, you know, do you want to group part, part one of Howie with part two of Howie, or do you want to separate him? If you group them together, then I don't think he deserves you know, to, to keep his job as general manager or whatever the hell his title is because <laughs> overall his track record hasn't been good. But if you're going to separate the two, essentially this is, part, this is year one of part two of Howie, and you've got to give him more than one year. Now, I'm not going to give him that much leeway. Like if he goes in this upcoming free agency and he can't get a receiver and he can't get a cornerback, then I would fire him before the draft. But I actually think Howie Roseman is going to be extra motivated to go out and get uh, Carson Wentz weapons because Carson Wentz is his biggest investment since he's been an Eagle. He traded all those picks to get him, and you know damn sure that Howie Roseman is going to do everything remotely possible to give his investment the best chance of succeeding. And I think Harry Roseman's actually going to be aggressive. I think he's going to go out in the offseason. He's going to do what he does well. He's going to find a way to free up money. He's going to either, you know, uh, you know, make trades or he's going to, uh, you know, alter deals, you know, 
maybe uh, do uh, redo Peter's deal a little bit, see if he'll take a little bit less money to defer some in the future. I think we'll find a way to get some receivers in here. But yeah, again, Mike, I, can... I, I agree with a lot of that, and we appreciate the call. The The only issue that I have, and you've said it already, is that he might be too aggressive coming yeah. through here. You know, like, I, I get that sense, too, of just, like, I don't think it's a time to do that. I think it's just a time to be really smart. I don't think you should dump a bunch of money into Jeffrey or whatever. I think it's the, this is the time, if you're ta- if you're preaching core players, do your homework but really, really well and go find them in the draft. 100%. And to add to that, just real quickly, we also need to know who's really picking the players because ultimately, that needs to be you know, defined. I don't yeah. care how aggressive or how what how he wants to do. If he does not have the requisite abilities to make the right decisions, that's a bigger issue. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we go any further, we got to listen to the beautiful tones of Tom Kelly with an update right here on BGN Radio and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP 2020 Sports. I'm Tom Kelly. The Flyers lost Saturday for the first time since November 25th, falling to the Stars in Dallas 3-1. Taylor Lear scored his first career goal, giving the Flyers an early 1-0 lead. However, Dallas would score the next two to go on top. Orange and Black had plenty of opportunities late in the third to send the game to overtime, but were unable to convert. With 18 seconds left, Dallas scored an empty net goal to put the game on ice. Here's Wayne Simmons on where the team goes from here. Well, we know we're a good team. You know, I think even without this streak, we knew we were a good team before. Before we even started it, we were playing good hockey, so we had full confidence in ourselves. And, you know, you build up a 10-game winning streak, you know, it's it's pretty cool. But, you know, it's over with now, and, you know, we just got to start again. And uh, you just got to continue, continue building on the positives that we had during the streak. The Flyers will now return home and take on the Predators Monday night before a date with Alex Ovechkin and the rival Caps on Wednesday. The Eagles and Ravens will do battle Sunday afternoon in Baltimore. Five and eight birds are looking to play spoiler to the Ravens, who are right in the thick of the playoff race in the AFC. Darren Sproles, Halapuli, Vitae both out. Alan Barber is questionable but not expected to play, meaning Isaac Sayamalu would make his first career start at tackle. This is the 10th and final game of Lane Johnson's costly PED suspension. He will return Thursday night against the Giants. Kickoff Sunday is scheduled for 1 o'clock. Merrill and Michael have the call right here on 94 WIP. Countdown, countdown to kickoff starts at 10 followed by the pregame show at 11. One NFL game tonight. The Jets are hosting the Dolphins. They lead 7-0. Touchdown catch early for Temple alum Robbie Anderson. CBS 3 Eyewitness weather foggy this evening with occasional showers late in a low of 34. It's currently 36 in Philadelphia. Get the story 20 minutes before and after every hour. For breaking news and scores, go to cbsphillysports.com. Follow Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. 2020 Sports on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's BGN Radio on uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barcher, James Zeltzer hanging out with you. I forgot to mention that, too. I think Sayamalu, right tackle. Yeah. This dude, they are literally sticking this kid everywhere. I learned something about Isaac Sayamalu today. I, I don't know if it's He's a tri- good French kisser? No. I, oh. Well, Ray Dinger this morning <laughs> called him Ike Samalo. So I'm Ike. guessing, and I don't think Ray would just throw that around, so I'm guessing people call him Ike. Ike around the, people wow, in the, around the locker room. How about that? Ike Samalo. That's pretty cool, actually. That's actually, yeah. I kind of like that. Badass. We got another Ike. Another Ike is an eagle. We got a, a great one here, obviously. <laughs> well, we wanted to, I want to talk about that in a little bit, too, because cool. I, think that's, I think that's rather important that they're kind of shuffling him all around. 
could lead to some surprise cuts as we'll get into that as well. Hey, uh, Brandon Lee Gowton coming up in about 15 minutes. I think he will actually answer his phone this time. Although Secret might be out. He has been parting with rock stars. Well, he big-timed us weeks. last week, so I think he just knew that he's just like, I'm, you know, I don't need this. We're here. He's enjoying all the fun stuff, but now it is time to get to the NFC least. The Follies. The Screwballs. And the Screw-Ups. It's BGN Radio's NFC least on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. This week, not playing Washington. Last week, it was all Washington. This week, we actually get to have some fun and go all the way around the NFCs. So uh, why don't we start off uh, with our least favorite uh, Uh, southern uh, scum, as it were. Uh, How about those Cowboys? You know, did you guys see this today? Did you guys see that there was, I can't remember, I think it was the Texas high school championship game that goes on in AT&T Stadium. Yes, it was Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights actually coaching the game. So it's good. Clear eyes, full hearts for everybody. Uh, and there was a camera shot of there today. I didn't. Get, it must have been local programming. It was, yes. But I can't I believe. And I and I apologize. I would give credit. I can't remember who tweeted it out. But they flashed to Jerry and Tony Romo sharing some popcorn <laughs> and uh, having a little chat. Which Looking lovey dovey there. Yeah. You, uh, you know what that conversation went like? You think in your head? You think you have a? I think I have a good idea how they went. J- Jerry. I want to play quarterback, Jerry. You're my best friend. I want to play. I hope Dallas screws that up so badly. Please, please put Tony Romo in. I am begging you. The Please, the last two games, put in Tony Romo and screw up your playoffs because, God almighty, that's the only thing that will make me happy this season. No one's more disappointed than Tony. All right. Uh, <laughs> how about uh, why don't we segue up uh, our opponent next week? What's going on up the turnpike in New York, Johnny? Speaking of which, I'm probably oh, now fraudulent, apparently, from some rando site, which I will not equate. Apparently, the Giants were cheating or quote-unquote cheating with walkie-talkies. Big old porn stash Ben McAdoo's walking around with, you know, calling in plays in the last fourth. <laughs> Somebody ordered me a cheeseburger and uh, <laughs> some new pants. Or something. I don't know what was going on. New I'm just pants. saying. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he's sweaty. Sweaty down Chip there. Chip Kelly the needed new pants, right? Yeah, everybody, geez, everybody San needed Francisco new pants. San Francisco yeah. comes out. Remember, Wait. he doesn't have his pants at the press conference. That happened? He didn't, he didn't have, have his pants? clothes. He didn't have his clothes. He said he jumped right on plane. He didn't have his clothes. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, <laughs> gi- <laughs> the Giants are still... Actually, they're 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 pretty good now, so I can't use that line anymore. It stinks. I hate saying that. Anyway, Eagles will beat the Giants. Thought, and randomly. That'll yeah. just happen. Why right? not? Okay, good. I thought the Patriots were the only one that cheated. I was <laughs> kind of surprised by that. All right. What's going on in Washington, Johnny? Uh, Still racist. Next. <laughs> it's very true. All right, Johnny. <laughs> let's uh, let's do what we do best. Let's let's bring it on home, John. What's you know, happening I, here? I just, I, I, I still don't understand people in general and their obsession with football players got it better than everybody and therefore... You're stealing money if you have issues, or you're stealing money if you're injured all the time or whatever. These guys go out and battle constantly. I don't care if they're the worst player on the football team. And this Brandon Brooks thing comes out and, like, takes all the courage to come out and say, man, I am dealing with an anxiety issue, and I, I don't want you to, you know, think it's this way or that, or I'm dodging anything. Like, this is a serious problem I just found out I'm dealing with. Like, literally, they diagnose him this 
what, 24 hours after the game? And he is man enough to come out and say, this is what's happening to me. And what do some people say? Oh, you're stealing money. Give it back to give it back to ownership. That's your idea. Shut up, man. Like, I don't care how you feel one way or the other. You can, I don't know, hate, hate mental conditions. Like, what, what, where do you guys stop at some point and just go, oh, man. I really hope he works through that. Instead, of the first thing that goes to your mind, all, all that hard money that you earned being like one of the best at your position, I hope he gives that money back to the management. Close it down. <laughs> give it that's, back that's to, ridiculous, Give it back man. to the billionaires. The billionaires need their money, yeah, John. give it back to the billionaires. It's not right. <laughs> it's like the NFL contracts are garbage, uh, but take the take the money away. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, Jesus, man. Like, what is, what is wrong with people? Help me. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Tom. Please, good lord. But honestly, like I, for for him to come out with Glenn and Dave and the end of trenches show this past week on Tuesday, and just explain what was going on, I think was so important because I myself has have had anxiety issues in my twenties and I wasn't sure how to deal with them. And if Brandon Brooks came out then and said, "Yeah, I have this condition," I would have recognized that and been like, "Oh." Oh, people do this. This is a, I shouldn't feel so weird. I shouldn't feel so awkward. I can go find the best ways to get treatment. Maybe this will help me look up some websites or do whatever, or try and like control and fit. Like I thought that was braver than any play that kind of came out there really hanging. And the reason why I bring all that stuff up too, is because imagine if he didn't say anything, imagine if he didn't say anything, it was keeping it very quiet. And we kept like, that would be the story over and over and each week, what's wrong with him? What's he hiding? What's all this other stuff doing? And then he comes out and he's just like, you know, I don't think I want to go through all that. I'm just going to tell everybody. And hopefully some people can get inspired by this. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was amazing this week. And I can't believe people were actually complaining about it. Yeah, John, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I my father had anxiety issues. I've seen panic attacks in person, like a real deal, while driving a car and having to pull over to the side of the road, watch my father have a panic attack. Like, I, I, it, it is no joke. It is not a choice. It is not a decision. And the biggest thing that you mentioned, uh, this, like, people, especially in this sport, I mean, this is a, a, a man, a male, tough, macho-dominated type of sport where showing any kind of weakness can be looked at as a bad thing, especially within the sport and apparently also by a lot of its fans. This guy had the guts to open up his deepest, darkest secret not just to his teammates, not just to his coaching staff, but to the entire world to let them in and let them know that he has this, this issue. And, and if like for people to not support that is just, it's, it's outrageous to me. Look, I get it. You know, football players make lots of money and, and that's their job and they get paid well and they should go do it. But there's certain things that are out of his control, out of our control, out of everyone's control you have to react to it like a human being, like a person, instead of just looking at it like this, this, you know, bot that is supposed to go out and, and gets paid money to go perform for you. Yeah, exactly. And I don't I don't even want to hear it if it's just like, well, can't I just be disappointed because he's not on the field? I mean, sure, but that's it's still a really weird angle to take. And just to, just to touch off of James' point, he knows this too. I had a panic attack about a year and a half ago. I didn't know what it was. I didn't mm-hmm. know what was going on. I had no clue how to deal with it. I was like, why is this happening? It feels like I'm having an heart attack. Da, 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 go all this through. And again, you don't have any control over it. So, but the best things you can do if you are struggling with this stuff, and I'll just say this here, you know, and feel free to tweet at us at John Barchard yeah. at James Elzer, because 
we've we've seen this stuff before. If you need help, I've had a couple of wonderful people email me this week of like, how do I deal with this? My son is dealing with this. What worked for you? I think it's important to talk about those things, not only just here, but I know you've touched on this too, James, where it's not even, it's not just an NFL thing. It's not like, especially, you have to get through the, the manly parts of whatever, just like, oh, you're, you're, you're so weak and, uh, you know, I wouldn't be saying this at my job and whatever, but it's also largely ignored, not just in the NFL. It's, well, it's a huge problem in the yeah. NFL. You know, you see that with, with Randy Gregory, too. Like it, people we've are just, seen it in the past. Barrett yeah. Robbins. I mean, there have been examples. Sean Andrews. There are examples Big where time. people yeah, just exactly. don't know how to deal with this. And the, that's the biggest thing. Like, like you're saying, John, it's not just an issue in the NFL where it is an issue, but it's an issue in this country, really in the world. But if we just look at it on a macro level from this country, mental health issues are something that are, A, really misunderstood, and B, people just don't know enough about them. That's why we run into situations where people don't know that they should tell people that they should find help, that they should talk to somebody, anybody, just talk to somebody about it. It is never as bad as it seems in the moment to yourself. And, And like Brandon Brooks said, he said he felt so much better just by owning this and accepting it and moving forward. And just to harp on what you said before, I mean, just the fact that he came out and did this, and and if it helps one person out there, if there's one person who gets better, who gets help, who finds somebody to talk to about their issues because of Brandon Brooks, then it's way more important than some football game. Like, I'm sorry. I love football as much as anything, but this is life. This You get one shot at this. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? If he helps one person, if he saves one life, you know, which he could, this is the kind of stuff that if you don't talk to people can lead to suicide, can lead to, you know, whatever. There's so many bad outcomes that if you keep it to yourself and it gets worse and worse, you just have to talk to somebody. So look at Brandon Brooks. He did it to the world. Just talk to somebody. Yeah, exactly. Like he had to do it with a, a, a big megaphone. It was it was the story like nationally all over the place too. And you just don't see that from from football players. You don't see that from especially. You know, I I know that there are a lot of uh, former military people that go through the same thing along with PTSD. Yeah, absolutely. Anxiety doesn't mean depression either. Anxiety they're they're two separate things. They link together. I'm sure that there are some things that kind of you know that it's it's a huge spectrum of yes, of what exactly. kind of it is. The way that Brandon Brooks was describing his was way different than I think a lot of different experiences. He's he's talking about. I mean, look at listen to him. He's the guy that's coming in here and saying, "Like I want to be so perfect that it makes me throw up." It should, it should be like, "Yes, yeah, yes." Exactly. That, if that's where your head's at, like I don't. First of all, time out. You don't need to do that. And secondly, that should be celebrated. That's 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 exactly the same length of. Joel Embiid, like knocking his head. It's the it's the same kind of fight in, in Carson Wentz. It's passion. It's all that wanting to be the best, being paid to be the best, and all the things that kind of come along with that. And he kind of let it behind the curtain too. Like his sounded like his parents were perfectionists, and yeah. I, I'm not going to make any judgment on on how anybody is differently raised. That's really hard to grow up yep. in if you are constantly striving for that highest bar. As, well, especially very likely. I mean, a lot of this stuff is genetic. I mean, it's very likely that not only did he grow up in that environment, but was genetically predisposed, you know, predisposed towards this type of condition. So either way, the point is, is look, this guy, this guy doesn't want to come out and tell the world that he's got anxiety issues. He's got these problems like by getting angry at him, by ripping him, by calling him soft or whatever. All you're doing, you know, you're just being a jerk. Like, there's no, like, there's no positive outcome from that. It's not like he's going to be like, oh, they're right. I'm going to go out and I'm going to play next time. Like, that's just not the way it works. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the same. And, it, and it's weird, too, because I, I think a lot of the same people 
that saw Nelson Aguilar and saw the sports psychologist thing were same same thing, yeah. you know. And maybe it's it's it might be a little different in his situation, and obviously we don't know what he's going through. But I, I don't know. I, I think there's when we it's, it's so weird because as football fans, when we describe the game as oh, it's ninety percent mental and ten percent physicality, some you know. Little Giants, I guess. I think that's what's happening. <laughs> so if it is that, then why aren't you focusing? I, I, just as a whole, I'm curious why the NFL isn't well, yeah, focusing, was... focusing on that part of it if it is a lot Absolutely. of the mentality. Well, and, and adding to that, I think the Eagles, as an organization, have a real opportunity here to show that they are an organization, and, and it looks like they're doing it. Don't get me wrong. like the, How they've handled it so far has been great. Like It really seems like they're there for this dude. But they have a chance to show everyone in the league, like, look, if you've got issues, if you got whatever, we're gonna we're gonna support you, we're gonna help you, we're gonna lift you up instead of tearing you down. And I think that sends a great message to to any player in the league and other organizations in the league as well that this is the type of thing that is is not to be brushed under the rug, is not to be you know looked at negatively. It's something where people can learn and the awareness can be raised, and there are you know real positives that can come out of this, especially when you you know your off season was. Emotional intelligence. Yes, love in the this building. Is a family. Yes. This is whatever. This is all yes. that. Absolutely. I think it's you know, and I know it's a it, it's a larger issue, and there's there's a lot we could probably uncover from all that, but it, it's the truth. I mean, there's man, if they had to, if the NFL would actually you know like they're going to anyway. You look at you know CT and the rest of that, and there's a whole bunch of other oh, things. Yeah. I mean, Rashan Salam, who's this past year yeah. again, it's the same thing. Like they could do so much PR just from that standpoint by. Having places to go by having like even even just taking it further. If you're well, going to make this thing a lifestyle, oh yeah, Richard Sherman's coming out and saying all this, which was so weird to me. By the way, Richard Sherman comes out and, and is complaining the entire time about like they don't take care of us these Thursday night football games and trash. And then did you see the hit yeah, he lays on Jacob? Like, oh, it's like goodness. all right, but, come on, dude. But you're and that's really it's not just I think what what Richard Sherman and he is talking about that as well, but. It's not they don't take care of player. Look, Darren Sproles that hit. I mean, we have we don't see the NFL. Uh, NFL says that they care a lot about brain injuries and they care a lot about the safety of their players. Their actions don't back it up. But the bigger issue and the bigger crime really that the NFL has committed is not giving a crap about the players once they leave the league. Ooh, you know, yeah. I mean, these guys go and give their give their brains, give a lot of this your bodies and whatnot. And then as soon as they're out, I mean, the, the pensions, the plant, all that kind of stuff. There's no. No money being put into to taking care. I mean, now they've been kind of forced to to start to do that. But I mean, it, it they've really done a bad job of of helping these players who have these types of injuries because of of their sport. And I think as as a whole, and I know it's not really sports related either. You can look at the same ways as the way the veterans are treated when they come back. Absolutely, spit up it's and a, they're chewed it's out. A very fair comparison. Same way with a lot of the the way the healthcare system is run right now, where it's going to help you when you're sick, and afterwards it's. You're on your own. That's up. That's up to you. Psychologically, physically, whatever it is, there's not a lot of preemptive anything going on right now, and, and it's very frustrating. Well, especially because it comes back to what we were just saying with Brooks. The way that we are asking people to respond to this guy is as human beings, empathetic, caring about anybody else in the world, and the NFL guys who they have made money on the backs of. They're not For doing. Years. They're not doing that. That like even that, you know, and yeah. that that's a real issue. And still continuing to, you know, yeah. the, whatever the, the Hall of Fame jerseys, the throwback Michelin S, like all of that stuff. It's crazy. It's a large conversation. I know. It's just kind of, 
it's sometimes you don't want to stop and think about those things, but as a fan base, just on a, just on the the fan level of like well, that's why I'm saying like there is there has to be more to your day than tweeting at somebody and just ripping them apart for having a serious psychological issue that he has come out and said, hey, I'm going to work on this. And just back to the NFL, I mean, you you would figure that when a league is having its former players shoot themselves in the chest yeah. so that their brain can be saved to study. I, I mean, how how does that not make you completely change your process of what you're doing? It's, well, it's even, even more shocking that it's I mean. just like, yeah, oh, my God. They're literally saying, please find out what happened to exactly. me because I, I, I'm not living inside I, my own body. They're saying, I don't want to live anymore. Find out why I don't want to live anymore. And, yeah. and like, come on, man. Like, come on. Yeah, it's 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 out of control. And that's why I think it's more or less the, 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 we can talk about a lot of those things in the NFL about, oh, you know, it was a it was a political year. We're trying to, you know, there was a presidential debate going on. There was this going on. It did it at the end of the day, I think people are just going to become so disinterested. And the more information that keeps coming out, too. I mean, like, I think people are personally connected with their issues and their owners and what they do or not do politically. Or you know, Absolutely. so many. That's other... a great point, John. Yes, and 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 the and the way that just everybody kind of comes in here, especially especially with you know players' health, and and the people are just going to start pulling them out of the game eventually and whatever. But if they if they were to fix the issue. You know, this is the time to do it. I mean, like, if if you're trying to surround everything and do that, I don't know. It's probably never going to happen. We'll see the NFL's right. downfall before it happens. By the way, it's 94 WIP HD1 Philadelphia. Live from the Tasty Cake Studios, it is BGN Radio, John Barchard and James Zeltzer. And, of course, right now, it is 9 o'clock, which means we're going to bring our own rock star on. Mr. Oh. Brandon Lee Gunn from uh, Birds 24-7. Also, a big co-founder and co-host of BGN Radio. BLG, what's happening tonight, brother? How's it going, guys? I was glad I can uh, be, uh, carve out some of my schedule for you guys. <laughs> oh, well, wow. thank you. No, we appreciate that very much. Uh, <laughs> by, by the way, you want to tell everybody what you were doing uh, last night? No, you know, I was hanging out, having a good time with uh, some old friends. <laughs> some, some old, old friend, friends. Some old friends that happen to be one of the best bands in Philadelphia, Circus Survive, uh, by the way. Just, you know, hanging out with, the, got invited to their Christmas party. No big deal. Uh, how late did you <laughs> stay, by the way? You were there till what, 4 a.m.? Uh, not that late. Uh, about like, you know, midnight, 1 a.m. kind of deal. <laughs> uh, well, either way, it's just, you know, he's, he's going to outgrow. So our old friend Patrick Wall. You know, who is a, a mighty great is, blogger. Is a literal rock star. Yeah, is now becoming a literal rock star. So BLG's going to join his entourage, and then it'll just be a two-man show. <laughs> we're just going to be here hanging out, talking to each other. It's going to be great. I don't know. BLG, we're, I mean, we're getting real heavy into uh, into the Brandon Brooks situation and just kind of like astounding uh, how a lot of people's reactions were and also just, you know, might be a good opportunity for the Eagles to kind of really launch into this thing and, and maybe become one of the more predominant NFL teams to – Dealing dealing sports psychology or anxiety or really get the the mental parts of the NFL game kind of kind of going and help players when they need to go here. But what was kind of your reaction towards uh, a lot of those comments in, uh, this week? Well, picking up from what you just said there, John, you know, I think it's interesting to note that you know the Eagles obviously under Chip Kelly were supposed to have you know one of the best sports science uh, teams in the league, and I, they kept that under Doug Peterson. You know, I would imagine that's a big focus too, not only understanding how to take care of these players' bodies and all of that, but to, how to take care of their minds as well. So I think, you know, you would think the Eagles are, 
or have some kind of edge there, or at least uh, looking into things like that. I think the reaction to the Brandon Brooks situation is that, you know, uh, it's kind of weird at first, you know, and when you don't know what's going on, you know, you just see this guy miss two out of three starts, and it's like, okay, what's the deal here? And it's last minute, and it really puts the team in a bad spot. At the same time, you know, you have to realize, you know, Brandon Brooks isn't just an NFL player. He's not just an Eagles player. He's a human being, and, you know, for him to have those issues – you know, you want to see him get better. You want to see him uh, work through it. And I think it was good of him to really, you know, come out and be honest about it. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. And, you know, he said he's going to look into getting the help he needs. And, uh, you know, I think it goes from there. BLG, you missed this at the beginning of the show because you were too busy partying with rock stars to come <laughs> hang out with us here. Uh, but I got completely shafted by our producer, Mike DeFury, on the coin toss as I clearly won the argument, but somehow uh, for the second week in a row, I'm uh, smelling something fishy. John came away with the win, but we were discussing Howie Roseman and and maybe taking some uh, polarizing views on either side, but how would you judge now that we're kind of almost at the end of this season, all the moves uh, and as a whole, how are you kind of judging Howie off of what he's done now and and kind of his situation moving forward? I think it's how, what we expected, or at least what I would expect. It's, it's Howie Roseman. You know, I don't think there was anything too surprising. I think, you know, obviously the biggest thing and the make or break factor for him moving forward is the Carson Wentz pick and how that turns out to be. Obviously, the big challenge now will be getting those pieces to surround Carson Wentz with. You know, is this going to be uh, a situation where they can really build around him and be like the Raiders, you know, get all these good pieces around their quarterback? Or is it going to be a situation where it's like the Indianapolis Colts? And you're not getting that talent around Andrew Luck, and it all falls back on the quarterback, and you're just kind of mired in that mediocrity kind of situation. Yeah, I, I, I get that sense too. Like, I feel like this could be the year. I, I was using the term too aggressive, you know, before you guys came on. Brian Grixon's always in my head because that lines up of just exactly what's going through. It's like, wow, there's no offensive line, there's no wide receivers. This feels a lot like the Colts. So. Hopefully it's not like that, but I understand everybody's kind of, you know, I, I, I have the same kind of issue going forward. So it is a very important offseason. I guess with that too, is there going to be a, a time and maybe I'm going to leave this up to you instead of Jeff McClain, because I know he's also very, very poignant about it, but it is a good question to ask. Can you find out for us who is in charge this offseason? Because I don't think that's happened yet and do you think that there is a time where they can surprise us all because this was sort of my small conspiracy theory that oops all of a sudden Joe Douglas is your general manager moving forward and how he's going to take some other position is that even a possibility in your eyes I just don't get that sense from uh, the way that Howie Rosen has been here <laughs> <laughs> forever and it feels honestly it just feels like Howie Rosen will be here forever it just like that's the feeling it just it feels like no matter what, he's always just going to somehow find a way to survive. He's, uh, it's, it's kind of impressive, I guess. Uh, you have to give him credit for that. But, yeah, I, I just have a hard time believing suddenly Joe Douglas is, like, the guy. I guess, you know, he's going to have more say than, obviously, he did last year because he came in late after the draft. So you would expect maybe more of an influence. But it's still, you know, it's problematic because we don't know. There's never been a clear power structure and really, I don't get why, you know, like you look at a lot of other teams and it's like, oh, it's clearly this guy's fault. Or if he does well, this guy deserves the credit. With the Eagles, it's always like we're not exactly sure who is the blame and who is to give credit to. And I feel like that's a big reason why Howie Roseman has been able to stay around for so long and avoid, you know, maybe some of the, the, uh, the faults that should have been placed on him. 
but uh, we'll see how it goes moving forward. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to feel great about it. I feel like we kind of buried the lead here. I mean, we have Brandon Lee Gowton on the line who uh, uh, had a big honor announced. Uh, you are a member of Congress now. Is that correct, Oh, oh yes. Congratulations, sir, by That's the way. very true. Uh-huh. I am, uh, I'm one of 10 members of the Retweet Armageddon Congress. <laughs> yes! Now, for those that don't know, the Retweet Armageddon Congress is what the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast has come up with due to uh, you know, all of the hinky believers, as we shall say, there's a lot of old bad takes ranging back from 2013, and it's just going to be all of the Sixers fans, all the hinky nights, judging at the exact right time of when to retweet all of those on Twitter. Yes, it sounds as ridiculous as I'm explaining it, but it also sounds like uh, a lot of fun. Well, now, wait, real quick, BLG did say to us that it was the greatest honor of his life. <laughs> yes, so. well, that's that's yeah. very true. So has your role been defined by this Congress yet, by the way? Do you know have like a title? Well, uh, one of the goals of the Congress is to kind of have uh, people with different perspectives, so not just Sixers uh, writers and, and fans and all of that. But there's also a, a affiliates affiliate, and uh, you know, so wow. you're, they're looking for some ex- ex- wow. and, uh, external across perspective. This is a serious undertaking here. Man, we are a bunch of nerds. I can't yes. believe it. I love it so much, so much. <laughs> you know, and, and just moving. I guess it, you know, it's hard to find anything fun about this. Ravens game. It's kind of crazy that Isaac, or excuse me, Ike, as Ike now a lot Samalo. of people, Ike Samalo is going to be playing right tackle. Gives a lot of people some some nervous worries, as as you should be of this prize possession that's you know been playing pretty well this year in Carson Wentz. I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, you're not. I'm not I know you're not going to agree to sit him because that's uh, pretty silly. But what are your expectations of of anything in this football game moving forward here? Well, not great, <laughs> to be quite honest. I mean. Uh, you have this Ravens run defense that ranks number one in the NFL. They're very good. Uh, we've seen how the Eagles, when they can't run the ball, you know, you're asking Carson Wentz to throw way too much. I mean, you look at games where the Eagles have 100 plus rushing yards this year, they're five and two. You look at games where they have less than 100 yards, 0 oh and six. So, I mean, the run is key for them. And if they're not going to be able to run, which it looks like they're not, I mean, obviously, Darren Sproles is out. Uh, Wendell Smallwood is, is done for the season. You're down to Matthews, Barner and rookie undrafted free agent Byron Marshall. And then the offensive line, as you mentioned, John, you know, you have your fifth string starting uh, right tackle out there, and then Sumalo. Uh, who knows if Brooks can play, you know, with everything that's going on with him. I mean, the hope is he can. I guess the Eagles are expecting it to. But if you don't have him, then you're, you're starting like Josh Andrews, that right guard. So it's, uh, it's a dicey situation, Yikes. and I just don't think Damn. it's a good matchup for the Eagles. Josh Andrews, I forgot about him. <laughs> that's how far down on the yeah, depth chart we are. He's going to have like Elvis Doomerville or Terrell yeah. Suggs lining up across, and that's going to no go big awesome. Deal. I wonder if that, you know, does that, you think that affects the the development somewhat of Sayamalu when he's been kind of thrown around all over the place? He's played left and right guard. He's played right tackle. Like, where are they going to stick this guy, man? It's, it's an interesting question. It's, it's interesting too because Smalo played all over in college. He does have some a little bit of tackle experience, and I guess that's why the Eagles feel good about having him out there if they need to, which it looks like they will. Um, I think it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up because uh, it could be center. Maybe the Eagles are really looking to push Jason Kelsey next off season or next year rather, and have him get in there. Uh, I think Smalo looked pretty good at guard, especially last week against Washington a very solid second start, so maybe it's in there where he fits in. Uh, it feels like he's going to be pushing for playing time at some position next year. I'm not sure where. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I actually think that's – I think Jason Kelsey is the semi-surprise cut 
I think you could see that in the offseason. That was kind of my take there. But BLG, we appreciate it, buddy. Uh, of course, we, well, uh, for everybody out there, we won't uh, we won't be on the air next week because it's you know Christmas and Christmas Eve and all that good stuff. But we'll catch up with you. Uh, I the was week willing after to that. work, but no one else was. I'll just <laughs> exactly. throw that out there. Uh, to shut it down, so we'll blame him. <laughs> uh, but BLG uh, Birds twenty four seven. Obviously, go check him out and follow him on Twitter at Brandon Gatton. We appreciate it, but we'll catch up with you soon. Take care, guys. Uh, so yes, Brandon Lee Gatton. Uh, checking in with us, yeah. I, I think that there's going to be, I don't know. We're, we're gonna we're gonna do some some wish lists, some holiday last minute gift ideas here in a little bit because I think I think that's definitely uh, needs to get fired up here. But same time, you, you expecting any other kind of weird surprise cuts this off season or or holds? There has been a theory yeah, out the there. Interesting one. Connor Barwin's going to yeah. stay, which is weird. It's very weird, uh, mostly because he's obviously uh, 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 not a scheme fit and looks like he's past his prime and all that. But look, if if Barwin is willing to completely restructure his contract, sure, oh, that's fine as long as he's not playing seventy percent of the snaps and you're, you know, I don't know, maybe playing the guy you're paying nine million dollars a year to named Vinny Curry or whatever it is, eight million, whatever it is. Um, but uh, I think that's possible and I agree with you on Kelsey too I could I could see Kelsey gone I don't think Kelsey is the ideal center for this system or or in Peterson's eyes or whatever um it's interesting I, I think those are interesting names uh I could see either gone I could see either back uh it would it Michael Kendrick's is that a surprise cut I feel like he will get cut I don't know if that'd be a surprise or not um and then look I could I see Aguilar getting cut I don't think it happens because of you know why do it at that at the cost but I, I guess I could, but I I think he makes the team next year. I, I know we're a long ways away. I'll tell you who's not on the team next year. DGB. Yes, I totally agree. He's not going to be here. I don't think he will either. What I mean, why should he be here? Why? Give me one reason. That guy. Uh, that, okay, you know what? Here's the one reason. That one drive. That's it. <laughs> Other <laughs> than that, <laughs> do we need to see DGB? To Fury, do you have something? Yeah. So if the Eagles end up cutting him, is there another team that has, you know, that? The gall to pick him up again, knowing the the Titans release him after probably. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he's and six it, five and and whatever. Yes, probably. But that's the problem. That's the problem is hubris. We see so much hubris in this league where guys are like, "Oh, you know what? I I can make it work." Just because they couldn't get this guy to work, that's because they're bad at it. I'm better. I will make this guy work. There are just certain guys who, no matter how big, how fast, how strong, how talented they are. Just are never going to work, and I think DGB is one of those guys. And I'll tell you what, even even more to that, I'll I'll even plan out how it's going to go. Free agent pickup, Kenny Stills. Fine with that. Two wide receiver draft picks. Ooh. Everybody gets held on to. He is a. He's one of the last cuts. Actually, I take that back. He's the. He makes it to week two of the preseason. He gets cut. Oh, I like it. Bruce Arians picks up the phone, calls his agent. He's an Arizona Cardinal next year. Book it. That's what wow. I think is going to happen. That is a very oh, I'm gonna lay detailed. All that down. Look at that. Okay, so we need to mark nine fourteen on the <laughs> dot. Okay, on December seventeenth. So we need to remember because if that happens, like we need to build you a statue or something. That's like amazing if it actually happens. I think Larry from Pittman's already on top of it. Right <laughs> <Yeah. now. laughs> hey, Lenny. Lenny. Uh, maybe another. Maybe another dinner. If. Uh, Maybe we'll fl- yeah flip flip it around. The- I'm, I'm making a bet with a guy who's not even. Yeah, I'm not Lenny even will come to. cook you dinner. Yeah, exactly. We're done. Uh, but I tell you what, I, I think with this, you know, we're thinking of a lot of off season things. We're thinking of a lot of different. You know, it's the holidays. We're trying to get everything together. You're doing some last minute shopping. I think, I think we need to find some last minute gift ideas for our very 
lovely Philadelphia Eagles. Don't you, Mike? I think we, yeah, well, let's get into the mood a little bit here. Because, I, you know, I, I think that there's a lot. Oh, yes, that's yeah. beautiful. Right. That's the stuff. Um, I don't know. You got any, got any last minute gift ideas for the wide receivers? I do, actually. Uh, I would like to take them individually. Oh, wait, you know what? I'll just go with all of them at once. Tickets out of town. That is what I have for Pink them. slips. Sorry. Hey. Get out. Merry some, Christmas. Some Get nice, out. I, I, well, except for, you know what? You know what? I'm going to give Paul uh, Turner, I'm going to give him a Hall of Fame joke. <laughs> That's good. For, That's good. For, yeah. For That's Hanukkah, good. for Christmas. Jordan Matthews something. can stay. Uh, I'm just going to make him. What can I give him for this? How about I just give him like a, a, a fake end zone so that he can practice <laughs> jumping and keeping his feet in bounds? Or no, we'll, we'll get him in a, like an, a, an electric ankle collar. Like every time he doesn't ah, tap his toes, it'll zap. Get I like him, that. him good for good. the offseason. Okay, so the wide receivers are taken care of. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Carson Wentz. How could we forget Carson Wentz? He's just into Philadelphia. So I think he needs, let's see, offensive line. Yeah. Let's get him some wide receivers, running back. Guard, we'll tackle. Oh, man, new girlfriend, too, by the way. <laughs> Seriously. Good Lord. You know he, he, he did just get new puppies. I was, just, new I was just about to new say, puppies. you know what he does not need is puppies. That's what I was going to say, because they are awesome. <laughs> uh, how about, oh, you know what? Who was that? Oh, uh, we forgot about Zach Ertz. What's on? What, what do you think we should get Zach Ertz this year? I, don't, I can't say it on the air. I'll get in trouble. What? No. We do have a dump button. I don't know. I don't know. How about we get him, I don't know, um, something that allows you to act more tough. Oh, jeez. Marbles? Marbles. That's it. Marbles. A nice marbles. The man needs some marbles because he is lacking in marbles. Let's give him some marbles. I like it, James. And I tell you what. Let's 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 get him the economy. No, no, no. We'll, We'll splurge. Let's go to Costco. Let's get him just the biggest tub of Vaseline that we can get so he can rub it all over his pants. And then maybe, maybe for New Year's, he'll be able to break a tackle. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, what do you think? It still won't happen. They'll get him. Yeah. Oh, Vaseline yeah, or not, he'll still get tackled. Some, he'll just some fall. Have that like, he'll he'll, he'll slide yeah. off. Yeah, and he'll just fall. It'll be it'll be great. Uh, James, what are you getting the offensive line this year, pal? Um, I'm getting Lane Johnson a brain. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's what I got. Uh <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm going to get, um, maybe I'll get Jason Kelsey a hammock. Ooh, I like that. I just feel bad. <laughs> I just feel bad, man. Like, there's, the, this, there's, I don't, yeah. there's no pot shots there. I just feel yeah. Jason Kelsey's been like the sweetest, nicest, most hardworking, give it all type of guy. Yeah. And he just dude. deserves a break. Yeah. We could get Alan Barber, um, I don't know, someone who could talk for him. Have you ever heard that guy talk? It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, no, that- that's, uh, amazingly enough, we should get hit. It should be a joint gift because I'm looking at my cornerback oh, list. Real quick, real yeah. quick. One, one other thing before sure. we get in the drink gift, we could also get him a name arranger so that his last name is not Barbara or Barbre <laughs> or Barber. Well, that's we could a, just choose one. I mean, really, we're blaming his grandfather at that point, right? That's true. Or whoever signed his, whoever was coming into the country and messed that up. It's could probably just be what it was. That. It could have just been Barber, like, you know. <laughs> I was going to go Bruce the Barber Beefcake. Would that have been weird? Tiki Barber makes more sense, I yeah, suppose. There you go. That's fine, yeah, that's fine too. That's fine. Yeah, because maybe it's like Barber Shalafagowitz or something yes, like that, and it, it just kind of ended up getting chopped It probably off. was. Way to go. Way to be insensitive. Uh, but we could get them the joint gift with the translate. I mean, let's be honest. Ooh, McKelvin yeah. needs it, too. <laughs> McKelvin needs it worse. It's, it's, I don't know. He's not I'm, speaking English. Imagine if not English. they were had like a radio show or a podcast. They were talking to each other. You know, you got Boomhauer, which is McKelvin on the other end. And the guy is just 
I, I haven't heard. What, how does Barber talk? I've never heard him talk. Well, no, he just doesn't. Like he's like one word answer guy. Uh, yeah. Uh. Yes. That's it. That's literally it. It's like, hey, Alan, and not just that. He doesn't tell you how to say his name. If you ask Alan Barber, is it Barber or Barbara? He either goes. One. He goes either one. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's a real thing he does. Like, That's incredible. What, what is it's, that? It's like a big mystery. It is. It shouldn't be. It's the man's name. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, uh, okay. It uh, didn't take about the goddamn data. That would be the greatest radio show ever. Be, I'll tell you what. Leotis and the Barber. <laughs> Leotis and the Barber. Somebody get a hold of the Eagles PR department. Seriously. Uh what are you giving the coaches? What are you giving Peterson this oh, year? Man. Pack of cigarettes. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I'm giving Frank Reich a name tag so people actually can know who oh, he is. Oh, man. How about that? That's incredible. That's not too bad. Doug Peterson, I don't know. Um, I'm giving him some PR classes. Job security? Maybe, maybe, some, maybe some job security. Ooh, this PR year. classes. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Some PR classes. Just, you know, nice and simple. Uh, Pretty good. Jim Schwartz, what are you doing with him real quick? Ooh, uh, um a head coaching job because he he wow. lost it. No, he lost he. I need to get it for him because it was it was in his <laughs> grass, and then he somehow lost it. So I got to get it back for him. All right, because well, that was a, that was a thing, right? Uh, <laughs> we'll have some more gift ideas, and if you do as well, eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It is BGN Radio. John Barcher to James Elson. Let's go to Tom Kelly for an update. Sports Radio ninety four WIP twenty twenty sports. I'm Tom Kelly. The Flyers lost to the Stars Saturday on the road by a score of 3-1, to one, ending their longest winning streak in over 30 years at 10. Taylor Lear struck first for the Orange and Black, jamming home a rebound in the first to give the Flyers a 1-0 lead from that point on. However, the offense was unable to get anything past Dallas netminder Antti Niemi. A goal in the second along with another in the third put the Stars up 2-1 to one before the Flyers put on heavy pressure, but in the end, a scoreless power play along with Two Ivan Provorov shots that clanged off the post turned into missed opportunities. Dallas added an empty net goal late to put it away. Here's Dave Hackstall on the loss. It's been about the two points every night, and that's you know that's what I guess I'm concerned with tonight, and I think our guys will be as well. Two points that were available going into the third period, and you know we came up a little bit short. Next up, the Flyers return home for a matchup with the Nashville Predators on Monday night. The Eagles are in Baltimore to take on the Ravens Sunday. The Birds will be without Darren Sproles as well as Halapuli Vadi Vaitai. Alan Barber is questionable. Rookie Isaac Sayamalu would start at right tackle if Barber's unable to go. It's a 1 o'clock kick Sunday from Baltimore. We'll have the game right here on WIP. Countdown to kickoff gets underway at 10 a.m., followed by the pregame show at 11. NFL action tonight. Jets and Dolphins in Jersey. Jets leading 7-6 in the second quarter. Temple's own Robbie Anderson with the touchdown for New York. And for those of you in the fantasy playoffs, Bilal Powell, six catches already. He has 79 all-purpose yards. Jay Ajayi, just seven carries for 12 yards. CBS 3 eyewitness weather, foggy this evening with occasional showers late in the low of 34. It's currently 36 in Philadelphia. Get the story 20 minutes before and after every hour. For breaking news and scores, go to cbsphillysports.com. Follow Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. 2020 Sports on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Of course they talk about Byron Maxwell when he gets hurt tonight. Yeah, no, it's good. No, real good. Thanks to point that out, John. That was fantastic work by you. BGN Radio, James Seltzer, John Barchard, hanging out with you. Uh, we got uh, just about a half an hour here coming up. As we'll, get to, we'll get to some uh, NFL picks at uh, probably 9.40. I feel like I haven't heard a commercial in a while. 
It's true. We yeah. haven't. Yeah. I was just saying. Yeah. Just throwing that out there as we go to. I tell you what, I miss this guy because he's. Uh, we, I haven't. I haven't best. talked to him in a while. Scotty, brother Scott, what's happening, bud? Yo, JJ Security, what's going on? What's going on, bud? Brother Scott. <laughs> I had to chime in for me and my boy Steve step out tonight, but um, you know my catchphrase, fellas. Let's get down to business, Love talk it. sports, and I'll be out your way. Little Eagles and Sixers talk. Let's just start off with the Eagles. Uh, since um, seems to be the hot topic when they're not playing hot, my question to you fellas is um, two part question, if I may. What two positions um, are you concerned about going into next year? Cornerback and wide receiver. Bing. Yeah, I think that's okay. it. across now, the board. Now, yeah. Now with those two, which one are you doing with free agency, and which one are you doing through Ooh, the draft? Oh, I like that. That's an issue. I'm going wide receiver for ah, gosh. I think both, but like I maybe both in both, but I think I would if the first round, but just the way the draft shakes out, unless Mike Williams falls to you wherever you are, I'll yes, probably yes. somehow, yeah, somehow if he, yeah, like if if Mike Williams could come out with the I'm smoking weed video, yes. two weeks beforehand, can we get the man a gas down. mask? Who's in charge Seriously. of gas masks? Somebody, somebody wow. make that happen. But yeah, I I, I think that I, you know it's funny I've been taking a look at the free agent quarterback list, which is ridiculous. But okay. I actually think if you're going, I think the bigger splash to be made in free agency is probably a cornerback. You're right. It's probably a corner. Like and then Patrick Johnson. There are some good ones out there. Yeah. So I, I, I think they got to do that. And there's a lot of really great cornerbacks in this draft uh, okay. all, all over the place. And there's, a, and I want you guys to remember name Cortland Sutton, SMU, 6'4, very undervalued on a lot of guys' boards right now. So I, I, I he's the guy that excites me the most. And I think you can tie some other pieces there together. But those two, Definitely. It wouldn't mind drafting or free agenting a bunch of those guys coming in here. Okay. Uh, I also have an answer from, you know, my athlete I'm going to give a gift to with, with the Sixers fellas. Um, ben Simmons, um, do you think um, when, when he comes back, you think the win percentage would be less, greater? I mean, you think it would really make a difference? Oh, yeah. The, it will make okay. a difference. I don't know if it'll be much greater, but like Ben Simmons on the court will make a difference. Yeah. I You know what's funny, Scott, is obviously – think a lot of people have been talking about it. It's like Nerlens Noel was absolutely just <laughs> done with it yesterday. It's just like, you know what? Eight minutes is not enough for me. I'm tired of this. A lot of curse words afterwards. Once Ben Simmons gets back, I think that just almost forces the issue of just like, if you don't have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons out there for 28, 29, 30 minutes a game, you yeah, know, it's going to it's gonna force, gonna the, force gonna, that hand. You're going you know, to be the guy on the outside looking on the inside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have to take care of that. You know, I'm, I I wouldn't be shocked if that doesn't happen before Ben Simmons comes back, oh, you know, all-star definitely. break. You whatever. definitely need that kind of distraction with a young team, fellas. And um, my Christmas gift, um, you kind of stole my thunder, but um, I'm going to say my Christmas gift to Mr. Jordan Matthews is getting um his cousin Jerry Rice's gloves out of his vault. <laughs> so Yo, he needs that too, right? He needs <laughs> That's right. He needs yeah. the, the toe tappers. And Scott, we appreciate it, man. Thanks so much yes, for calling in. Uh, yeah, he needs both of those things, man. Oh, Gotta my roll God. In here. He needs to be Jerry Rice. Can we do that? <laughs> well, yeah. That uh, yeah, start so running. Possible. He'll start doing it. You know, it's, it's weird that we played a lot of, like, we played the name game a lot, too. And it's so interesting how many people were fired up. Uh, well, I don't know. It was it's semi-fired up. I mean, Michael Floyd gets picked up by the Patriots, right? So that's that's supposed rich to Rich get richer, John. The, the, rich get the richer. rich get richer. <laughs> For them, it makes complete sense. You don't have Gronk. You don't know what's going to happen with Bennett. Like, he's had some you're issues. You're fighting for a Super Bowl. You're actually yes. contending. How about that one? So, yeah, you, you're going to take a guy that had one good year, Max, that just got off of his second DUI, I think, 
and they can kind of do that stuff. I, there was some weird criticism that, like, oh, you got to, why didn't you go in there? Why didn't Howie yeah. take a chance to the Clemson? Because he's going to be a free agent next year, so you're going to pay him money for games that don't matter, and then go into the offseason, and who knows what's going to happen. Plus, uh, because it's the Patriots, obviously, any 31 other NFL teams, this would not work. But he's going to probably do something with the Patriots. Like, um, he's going to have the Super Bowl catch of course that it, and be talked about me? forever. Yeah, Of course he is. But um, here's the thing with Floyd. He's legit talented. Like that, I get what I get the idea, but you can't bring this kid in in the situation that he's in right now, coming into a team that has its own issues right now. You, what is what is bringing Michael Floyd in for three games do for you? <laughs> You're not going to resign him. At best, you get what a seventh round comp pick, maybe if he leaves. Like yeah. that's the only argument. If anyone wanted to say, listen, I'll take any draft pick, sign him, you get the comp pick. Fine, that's fine, whatever. But like. Really, I, 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 th- and, you're I pro- think- and you're probably not even going to get that comp pick because the amount of overhaul that's going to go at that position. So they're going to yep. replace a well, bunch it, of that stuff too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a lock that you get a comp pick. And then adding in the fact that he is not going, they not going to be here next year. Obviously, if they thought there was any chance, if they wanted to even target him in free agency, they would have put a claim on him and get him in here and see what he's like. Because there, there isn't downside on that end of it. But if you know that he, you're not going to go after him. Even though these guys that we have are terrible and are probably not part of the future, I'd still rather see Paul Turner get reps. Yeah, I'd of course. still rather see if Nelson Aguilar is going to fight his way onto this team next year because Michael Floyd isn't. Yeah, yeah, you know what he is at this point, and and that's what I just want to. Even in free agency, I was still kind of like, yeah, all right, may, I mean, maybe, sure. I I really think that he is the perfect combination of. He's got Ruben Randall stats. First of all, just want to point that out. So it has that kind of obviously Michael Floyd is. Better athletically always has been. But Michael Floyd is Zacherts. That's it. That's where the game stops. Because if you want to bring in a Zacherts that has been, has a drinking problem up here, possibly, who probably, again, going yeah. back to the health thing, probably would be a good idea for the NFL to find out how to yeah. take care of that too. But at the same time, like, you're talking about, you know, oh, this is this is the year that Michael Floyd's going to break out, and it's still continues not to happen. I just, I couldn't believe that there was such a large sentiment of the fan base. And I think it mostly comes from just the, the uh, fatigue of the thirst is real. This trash that we've watched all season long at the position, but, but this was not the answer guys. It just <laughs> wasn't doesn't. like it yeah. wasn't wrong timing, wrong timing for, uh, yeah, for everything with Michael Floyd. As we go to Alex in Collegeville, Alex, you're on BGN radio. What's going on, pal? Hey, guys. How you doing? Great show. Thanks, pal. So uh, I just wanted to say I really appreciate the way you guys are talking about people with anxiety. Uh, I deal with anxiety myself. You know, it's great to hear that you guys, like, are really understanding of uh, Brooks' situation. You know, it's something that he can't, you know, he can't really deal with it. Like, he can't help that this is happening. And it's great that you guys are really talking so highly of him. Yeah, we appreciate that. Uh, Yeah, it's true. and, And it's and I don't know. That's the, the crazy thing is if I didn't have some experiences with it or if James didn't have some experience yeah. with it, I don't know if we'd have that exact perspective, but we, we know we know what that is. We know how that and, feels. And that's, you know? the, that's the problem is that there, there just aren't enough people. You know, there are too many people who, for one reason or another, have no experience or no understanding of, of what these types of things are, and, and that leads to ignorance. Exactly. It's, I, it's, it's sad, but that's just how the world is, and, you know, I think that's why a lot of people have so much anxiety because the world is kind of just crazy. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, in general, it is. Yeah, Great exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I also wanted to give a Christmas gift to an Eagle oh, player. Oh, beautiful. What, uh, play, who's the, first of all, who's the player? I want to give a gift to Lane Johnson. Ah, what are you, what are you giving our friend Lane here? I'm going to give him some clean pee. <laughs> he's going to pass his next drug test. That is strong that work, is, Alex. Uh, you know what? It's because it's because, like James said, yes, that is that is yes, huge. there beautiful. it is. Standing out. <laughs> that was great work. Because Alex, as you know, James had suggested, that, you know, give him a new brain. Yeah. Brain surgery is real hard. It's true. Peeing mm-hmm. in a cup, real easy. It's so true. yeah, That's a great point. Just do that. I don't. Yeah, we'll get the, the program. That's what they did. The program, right? He peed in the yeah. in the toilet tube. So. Latimer action. Yeah, there's. It's an amazing. <laughs> Let's not have him go lay in the street. And, <laughs> Alex, I'm not. Don't actually do this. I'm just saying. I'm just oh, trying no. to trump up some ways. But uh, well, we appreciate it. But thanks for thanks for uh, calling in. And uh, yeah, oh man, it's like there. There's just seems to be, and even more so. This goes back to that whole thing. There seems to be so many ways to get clean pee. Even if you're uncertain about supplements, be like, I know that. Like, if you're at that level of the NFL, and I know everybody cheats out there, and I understand that. At some point, and you know that there are guys that are doing it. You know that there are guys that are getting nailed for it and still doing it. They have definitely, there's got to be people out there that are hired to pee. Of course. They have those. Who was <laughs> right? it? Who was the player who got caught in the airport with the, you know, fake. Uh, the Wizenator. The Wizenator. Yeah. Thank you. That's a part of the crew. <laughs> That's one thing. of the guys. Like, you got the driver. You got somebody who goes out and gets your groceries. You got the guy who can't do drugs. He can't take supplements. His whole purpose is to pee for you when you, you need better clean get urine. You get better get paid a lot. That doesn't yes. sound like I bet you he gets job. a good Christmas gift. <laughs> yeah, it's true. What would you wait, what would you think? What's a good price for that? Because I think I, could, I mean like it depends now what what the test is for. Like what are the ramifications of a failed drug test? Yes. That's what you got to look at. Okay, all well, right. When it's two years for Lane Johnson, now it's <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. bad. So if it is, it, yeah. So if I have to, I mean, like, and it depends too. Like, there's no way they can look at that and. Test the kind of foods and nutrients that you are getting. No, in your well, the body, only right? thing they can tell is whether it's a man or a woman. So you don't want to take a woman's pee if you're a guy. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. I'm quick quick, that's quick footnote. Yeah. That's it. But otherwise, you're fine. So with and that, not a ba- I mean, I think like a baby's pee. I think there are certain things. In. I think. Anyway, me, how did we get on this? Because, well, because of Alex. That's <laughs> no, what I'm saying. So I think. Listen, I, I mean, like, I'm allergic to weed. So Very that's true. already taken care of. Don't have to worry Wait about that. Wait a minute. We're not going to just yeah. jump right over allergic this. Now. Oh, yeah. No. Listen, You're allergic to marijuana. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when I was, uh, I couldn't figure it out actually until the uh, last couple of years. And yes, I've, I have partaked in it before. I'm not a huge weed smoker, and there was a reason why. And this is because I found out I was allergic to it. So every time that I tried weed, my lungs would lock up. Like I thought I would be dying. And, you know, it's just that you're sitting there like, why is this so much more enjoyable for everyone around me? So yeah, I, I ended up getting tested for it. I'm I'm allergic to it. Like it just it yeah. doesn't it doesn't work for me. So that wow. being said, it's a lot easier for easier me to give for that you up. to do the job than for other people who might you know like to partake in things. And I'm not obviously not the most in shape <clears throat> fella in the world. So if they can't tell like what this person's John, eating, no, we're on the radio. No one would know that. Why right? you should tell people? But to look it goes great. into it because you know I don't know if they can test like you know the cholesterol level or your. You know, anything that's happening back and forth. Through your pee? I don't know. I Come don't, on, very, John. It's very advanced things John. now. If they're going to try and nail these John. guys, they can test your hair. They can do all these different things. Blood tests. So yeah, I, hair they can do. I'm going to put a price point. If you pay me 80 grand a year, I oh think my I'll be God, a Oh, my God. That's man. like a steal, that's I'll a bet. a steal, right? Yeah, pee men have Why to be getting your, more. Tafiri, what's your price? 
Jerry's face so, says he doesn't I mean, even want to get mugged. He's Eighty go, grand. He's gonna be, see, he's gonna, everybody's gonna go oh, a little. You higher. were going lower. Huh? I was gonna go lower, man. Really? I mean, yeah, you gotta, dude, wow. you, you can pay me like two hundred k. You, you can know, buy me like a couple Red Bulls, a bag of fruit snacks, two hundred k. You know, call me your friend. I guess. <laughs> I love it. I love grand. it. You're the best, John. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so Lane. I mean, if you're out there, a lot of different options. Yeah, two hundred k. Lot brain, of dedication, brain surgery, option as well. We discussed that. 80K, or just go with fruit snacks and, and uh, some Red Bulls with the Fury. That's in, that's amazing there. So uh, when we come back, we will finally get into some NFL picks and uh, all that good stuff. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It's BGN Radio. John Barcher, James Elter on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. There it is. <laughs> I just tried to time that like six times. I like, yes. I I'm watched, the yeah, I watched John like bob towards the microphone like four times there and, and be like, oh, wait, no, no, wait, oh, oh no. <laughs> it is BGN Radio. Uh, Jeff Archer, James Seltzer hanging out with you uh, until 10 o'clock. Joey Jigs taking over 10 to 2. Very excited. Joe Giglio hanging out uh, with you uh, for the rest of the evening. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, uh, Tom, who is mentioning... 13-7, Miami. Yeah. And who did I see coming across my screen? Who is my number one target in free agency? <laughs> Kenny Stills goes deep from Matt Moore. I know. Which, by the way, zero drop-off from Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Matt Moore, it looks like. Wow. It's, I mean, and I'm I, just saying. Who was the other receiver who uh, had a touchdown? How was it? R- Robbie Robbie Anderson from TU, baby! There it is. Go so, else. Uh, Go else. Anyway, all I'm saying is Kenny Stills can do a little more than Deshaun Jackson. Whoa! And you should probably go that route as opposed to the other way. I would overpay for Kenny Stills, definitely. I love for this. sure, this for sure. Exciting. So. This is your new crush. Uh, also exciting is that it is time to get to the NFL picks. It's time to ring the bell. Here come the BGN Radio NFL picks on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Excellent. So we are going to switch it up a little Whoa. bit tonight. As, uh, Mr. Tafiri is going to be your MC and also third picker like this evening. So now I get to just be loose. That's right. Normally I'm seeing. I can kind of take it easy back here. <laughs> James, uh, loose is a goose. Where are we going to first, Mr. Tafiri? We're going to go to Tampa Bay. Dallas against Tampa Bay. Dallas favored by seven. It's actually in Dallas. Uh, this was written incorrectly. On well, the shit here. look at this guy right here. Shocking. First it's really MC shocking that John got bad. it wrong there. It's a shocker. What is wrong but with me? That's two weeks in, in a Dallas. row. So, so uh, Dallas is a seven-point home favorite. There it is. That makes, makes a lot more sense. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's very shocked. Again, shocked by the line one more time. But it is. Uh, it is okay. So, James, where are you heading to in this one, my friend? Oh, you know where I'm going. And it's not the Dallas Cowboys. Oh that is God. for sure. Uh, Bucks have won five straight games. Obviously beat Seattle, beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Saints, Chargers, they've beaten some all right teams along the way, allowing 12.8 points per game over the last five. Uh, I think the Bucks. I don't know if they win it, but there are not seven points worse than a Dallas team that is reeling a little bit right now. Reeling, I'll take the Bucks. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with James. If there was anybody else that was coming in through here, I would think that, like, yeah, okay, you know, it's it's Dallas. It's at home. They're going to take care of business. They had that little scare. It was against the Giants. It's their divisional opponent. But I really do think that Dak Prescott stutters in this game once again after a very improved Tampa Bay Bucks defense comes out there. I think they pull it off. 
But I think the Romo conversation continues another week. Teferi, who do you got in this one, sir? So, James, the first show we ever did, I told you, never, ever will I pick the Dallas Cowboys. And as much as I want to ring the bell, I'm going to agree with you, gentlemen. I love it. Going with the Bucks. We are, uh, yeah, so uh, Tampa Bay, from all three of us, sweeping. Uh, the Nation, and hopefully your radio. Dallas, where are we heading to next, Mr. Tafiri? Uh, hopefully we're going to the right place. We're going to uh, <laughs> New, New York, the Giants versus Detroit. That yes. is correct. That it is, is in New York. We did it, you guys. You know, and, and, it's, and it's interesting, too, because I thought the slide was going to continue. Unfortunately, the Giants come out, they beat Dallas. But, man, oh, man, do I like them to screw this one up royally bad. And I think it is in the Detroit's power to have another one of those Fourth quarter comebacks. Detroit's taking this one home from the Giants. Ring the bell! Are you, like, I know. Look, you you just said that the Giants are good after, what, 13 took games? Me 13 weeks. 13 <laughs> weeks, and then you pick against them for a team that has a quarterback with torn ligaments in his throwing hand? Yeah. He's wearing a glove for the first time in his career? That's not good. There's still no running this game. This defense is going to eat them up i think the the giants win it relatively handily not well they can never beat anybody too handily, but let's say seven to ten points giants win it lay the points sir james i don't know if this has ever been done before but i am gonna ring the yes. bell it. a double ring we will i'm going back ring. with john and i'm gonna take detroit matthew stafford yeah, I love it. His hand is falling off. His <laughs> no, fingers are like hanging out willy nilly. It's like he can't even throw. What, Listen, are you, what are you expecting here? Even if they allow him just to punt, they're, I think uh, they're, they're still kind of. They're going to lean on Dwayne Washington. That's a, what that's <laughs> going to happen in this one. It's a good Fury, call. Where are, the, uh, where are we heading to next, my friend? Uh-oh. Sorry. Uh, Carolina. <laughs> Carolina at Washington. Mr. Kirk Coupon. A little Monday Kirk, night action. A little here. Monday night action happening. And uh, of course, James, so we have. Washington six and a half point favorite as Carolina is coming there. How are you feeling about that one? Here's the thing. You look at it, you're like, should they really be six and a half over the Panthers? I mean, this is a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Washington isn't that good. They should be. <laughs> they should they be should because be. the Panthers are awful. Cam Newton is, is checked out on the air. That guy's done. This team is done. They might not win a game. They might go four and twelve. That's how bad this football team is right now. Missing pieces on defense. I think the Washington racists win it and, and win it relatively handily. I think Kirk I think Kirk Coupons has a monster night. If you're a DFS player, get Kirk Coupons in your Yes, lineups. absolutely. absolutely. Uh, and especially in a game like this, I, I do agree with James. But uh, <laughs> ring the bell! Uh, I think it is a wonderful backdoor cover Ooh, I for your that. Carolina Panthers. I and I think, it. It, yeah, I still think Washington pretty much dominates them. But uh, where are you heading in this one, Mr. Tafiri? I'm going to go with James. <laughs> yes. I think Kirk brought his scissors and he's snipping away Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I'm going to ring the bell. <laughs> not nice of Mike to come with me now here, not when I won the argument before, but that's fine. I love you, James. That's yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, so where are we heading to Stay next? Stay tuned next week, by the way. <laughs> yeah. right, maybe I'll win one. It'll be a miracle. Yeah. Uh, where right. are we heading to next, Mike? So friend? this is our bonus game. Oh, we still got, yeah, we got two more left here. Oh, yeah, yeah there's. Right. Well, we got to go last with well, our we got, well, we, we got, the, got, you got another the other one, one too. The other one well, that's in between AFC there. AFC clash. Yeah, the biggest game of the week, I would say. 
in between there. Uh-oh. Well, New I'll... England at Denver. There, there it is. We were about guys. to ring the bell into fury there for a second. <laughs> there it is. All right, this is a good one here. Well, Johnny, why don't you take this one first? Yeah, I, I've kind of gone back and forth with this because, I mean, the, the three-point home dog, I know Denver's struggling. The defense is still there, and there still isn't a lot to throw to. I know I don't even know if Michael Floyd's going to be active throughout this thing. I still trust that it's in Denver, and you know, I got to respect that defense. I know it's Tom Brady. I know it's I, I'm supposed to pick the Patriots here, but I'm not picking the home dog. I'm going with the Broncos. Well, that's good because that allows me to ring the bell again. Oh, my goodness. We're getting like a record for ring bells, and I love it. I, dude, seriously, I mean, this is like the all-time revenge game. Lost in the AFC Championship last year. The, oh, oh, who's a team that likes to play with revenge? Oh, chip on their show. Oh, the Patriots. They do it better than anybody in the history of sports. They are the team that plays with revenge and chip on their and all that. The Patriots, I, I think they might even blow them out. They might wow. blow them out because this Denver defense was pretty great last year. It's pretty good right now. I think the Pats win it easy. All right, guys. I see Joe Giglio down the hall, and he wants me to ring the bell. <laughs> We're going with the Denver D, baby. Oh, it's outrageous. I love it. See? Outrageous. Touch, Tommy, touchdown, baby. <laughs> All right, yeah, we got time for the bonus game. Let's bonus, do a bonus game. Bonus, bonus this up there, Mr. Tafir. I'm going to bonus it up. Green Bay at Chicago. Uh, Green Bay minus five and a half. Ooh, jeez, oh, man. Wow. I, you know, Ooh, I, remember when Green Bay was terrible? That was, yeah, that that was, was a thing, right? That was fun when they were four and six and they were going to come in here and, oh, yeah, the you know, Eagles are going to walk all over them. And then all of a sudden, I owe Lenny a steak dinner. The, uh, the crazy thing about this, Matt Barkley. There is a conversation in I know. Chicago I know. right now as to whether do you re-sign him and do you move forward with him. The answer, as always, is no. No. But for some reason, the zip that he puts on the ball has is, is somewhat been enough. I, I don't expect the Chicago to win here. But I'm going to go with the cover. I'm going with the Bears this week. I'm not even going to say it. Just do it for me. It's very, <laughs> just hit it. Hit it. Are you serious? Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. playing? the playoffs against Matt Barkley? Matt Barkley in freezing cold weather? Tiny hands Matt Barkley? The tiny hands oh barks. Oh, my God. Packers roll. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to ring the bell. I'm going with the USC legend, Matt Barkley. Wow. Beautiful. That's beautiful. You, don't you mean Philadelphia Eagles? Le- uh, no. Never mind. Yeah, Sorry. challenge Jimmy Kemsky to a freaking throwing contest, Matt Barkley. Let's just hope Joe Callahan isn't playing quarterback (laughs) like he might be, in which case I lost this bet. Uh, All right. Well, it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty, Teferi. What do you got now? All right. Eagles are traveling to Baltimore. And Baltimore is minus six. That's it? (laughs) That's all you got? (laughs) No, I meant they're only minus six. (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, Just kidding, guys. But I'm taking the Ravens. Are you kidding me? I mean, they're just a better football team. Best defense in the league right now, one of them. How about this stat? I had, like, a stat for every game, and I didn't do any of them because I just got so excited about ringing the bell. But this one's pretty good. <laughs> Ravens coming off a loss of a TD or more are 15-2. and two. Uh, 15 and straight two. Up, odds. Straight up, 15-2. and two. That's, that's pretty, pretty ridiculous. That's pretty good. Not to mention great home team. Just a bad matchup for this Eagles team right now. I don't think they blow them out or anything. But I'm betting more on a, a late Ravens touchdown to cover than a late Eagles touchdown. Well, to I I <laughs> I, uh, I do think they blow them out in a in a blow them out type of sense. I'd actually throw the tease the other way and give them a minus twelve. I, sorry, wow. I mean this just I could lines see that up more than than the other way. Yeah, I I, I think this is uh, it, it's so crazy because 
No, it's not just. I actually think it matches up a little better than people are giving it credit for. As we were saying at the beginning of the show, I think they can throw on this team. Yeah, with no Jim, Jimmy Smith being out is a it's big a, thing. Big, big deal. Uh, but uh, again, the offensive line is in shambles. Don't know if the wide receivers can actually catch the ball. You're down to Byron Marshall, who I love dear and maybe, near and dear. You're maybe, maybe, maybe down, maybe down Byron. to Byron Marshall. He's going to see action at some point. It's just it's just whether or not it's in the first or third quarter, really. That's what it comes down to. So, yeah, I mean, uh, and they're on the road. Like, this is this is going to be so miserable to yeah. watch. We're going to want to throw our shoes at the television. But is there any hope in Baltimore? To I fear? swear you guys are setting me up. I went with the birds the last two weeks with Sean Brace, and we had him on here. I got to ring the bell, man. I'm going with the birds. Look oh, my that. goodness. Bur- Look uh, at that. Heart birds. above brain. Uh, Lane Johnson. That actually should there. be engraved on his tombstone, actually. Heart yeah. above brain. All of ours, really. I mean, like, Jesus. Yeah. There's, it's been a wacky kind of season, it's, and it's going to continue uh, throughout this. So. Clear eyes, full hearts, welcome, always welcome. lose. Is that it, right? <laughs> Clear Often eyes, lose. full hearts. That's, that's kind of the motto. Uh, Mr. Tafiri, round of applause. Welcome welcome to the NFL Picks as we are uh, shutting everything down here. It's been a pleasure, everybody. We uh, Just like you said, we won't be here Christmas Eve. Christmas Day is all all in the hands of you'll Mr. You'll be here Paul. around and about. Oh, though. yeah. I'll be with it. Next time you'll hear me, I'll be with uh, uh, Rube on uh, Friday afternoon from 2 to 6. And, of course, uh, you'll be here in James's beautiful tones. Every weekday on the midday show, and that's going to do it for Michael Tafuri. For, of course, uh, Mr. Tom Kelly doing the updates. I am John Barchard, and this has been BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.